Hello, dear friend, and welcome. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. I have been so honored to be able to offer these programs several days a week, and these programs I know are inspiring, they are supporting, and they are uplifting your life's journey. I want to see that continue, and I honor you for being a part of making that happen. So for over five years, we've been able to offer these programs, and we want to continue to be able to offer them. So over the next 90 days, we are raising $9,000, and that's going to get us all the way through the end of the year. So I ask you to consider taking the time to support the channel that supports you. And again, our goal that we're asking you to be a part of is $9,000 in 90 days. And we look forward to hearing from you, friend. We're honored to support your journey. And we always are lifting you in prayer for God's highest and best in your life. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Hello, my name is Cynthia Alice Anderson, and I'm the owner and founder of the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. We are now completing three years of being on the air, and I wanted to personally thank you for all of your support. As a listener, as you share the podcast on your social media pages, and for your financial support. We would not be where we are today without this amazing support, which is in over 80 countries and 150,000 downloads worldwide. So I thank you, dear friend. I'm grateful we get to walk this journey together. And I cannot wait to see what we're able to do in another three years. Thank you again, dear friend, and blessings on the journey. Support Tech Staffing presents The Authentic Spiritual Journey, a weekly show featuring real and practical spiritual conversations from diverse perspectives here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today, episode 165, New Things to Do and Be. And now your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Hello and welcome to The Authentic Spiritual Journey. My name is Cynthia Alice Anderson. I'm the host, and I'm here this morning in 818 Studios with my producer. Hello, everybody. This is Dave Croft. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 165 of The Authentic Spiritual Journey. As always, I hope you had an amazing weekend, and uh, we welcome you to this week, uh, the show for August 16th, 2021. Well, and uh, welcome back from the holiday. You know, it's been a whole week, I guess, since, uh, well, for us, recording. (laughs) It's been a week since the holiday. And, uh, you know, I almost missed the July 5th show myself, so I had to go back and listen. And I I wanted to say to our listeners, if if you missed it, go back and get it. That was a a good show, even though I missed Dave on it. (laughs) That was one of those ones I recorded on my own. But, uh, but, but go back and get that one if, if you missed it. Like I say, I almost missed it. We, and we record about a month. We're like four to six weeks out. So here we are. I'm thinking about the fourth and you're going, what are you talking about? It's August. (laughs) That was a month and a half ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But anyway, I'm still, I'm still there, I guess. And I'm really excited about the shows we have coming up and, and today's, uh, especially we, we, friends, I, I picture our show and 
however small we may be, as making an impact. And the show does grow every day. We're humbled by it, certainly. We're honored by the, those listeners, you know, who listen all around the world, and especially those right in our own backyard, because it says that, you know, what we're doing makes a difference. So we really see ourselves as a um, a little bit of a uh, virtual sp- spiritual center. You know, we're providing so much content and support on the psychological journey, you know, with Monique. I mean, there's a lot on the channel we're offering. And then this show is our kind of number one inspirational uplift. We we see this as we want you to leave the show feeling like, man, I'm empowered. or Man, I have a new idea. And that's exactly what today is about. So, Dave, will you give us our title for today? Yeah, our title for today is, is New Things to Do and Be. New Things to Do and Be. I like that. I like that idea. If we were in church, I'd say, raise your hand if you're ready for something new. Oh, I'm raising my hand. Ready! I got both hands, yo. So, this was important to me because um, several people I've spoken with lately and also watching the news, it, it feels like we're getting a little stuck. You know, we're not in the pandemic, really, but we're not out of it, really. Things are opening, and yet we don't still are not 100% out there doing. Yeah, like, do we do we wear our masks? Do we not wear our masks? Some, you know, it, it's this weird kind of in-between. And, and hearing about Delta variants and, and all of this kind of thing, it's it's... On one hand, like for masks, as 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 a guy with a big old beard, I am way over masks. I I was over masks early, but I was like all in, and I got a special special beard mask from Etsy and everything, so it it doesn't create the crease. You know, I kind of look like a a bank robber from the the nineteenth century, but yeah, as my friend but, from Puerto Rico says, bendito. Yeah, I know. But like, do we wear them? Do we not wear them? You walk in and and like I've been going to the grocery store without the masks and and went to the movies for the first time recently and it was really, really packed and but I feel like we're not out of the woods yet. It's, yeah. So I'm 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 way with you. Yeah. It is a confusing time. And so when we don't know what to do, usually we do nothing. <laughs> it, it it's like, okay, well. I'm not sure what to do, so I'm going to do nothing. And, you know, spiritually, what's so amazing is you can be home and still be growing. (laughs) You can be home and still have a lot to do. And so I, you know, my thought on, on the show today is just to have you know there's more for you. Have you know that there's more and new things for you to do and be like, uh, this we live in an abundant, infinite universe, and uh, uh, my life is a wonderful example of every day is something new. Every day I am creating new energy, new programs, new happenings. Uh, I'm growing, and many, many people I work with are doing the same thing. Some of them uh, did not have to change their jobs the way I did, and mine only changed in that I'm not at one center anymore. What my role did was expand. I'm at many spiritual centers, and I am uh, working with more people around the country. But what I have is a virtual ministry. So 
even though people think of my work as changing, I mean, maybe yes, to a degree, but it, it has changed, but it's, it's just, uh, it's a new way to live my purpose. And so I was reflecting on that show on, uh, that July 5th show where, which was called happy and free. And I was talking about, you know, when you're happy and free, you are on purpose. And when you're on purpose, you're happy and free. So, but I don't want us to get stuck and think there's only, there's only whatever we've always done. I don't know. That was important to me to bring that. We're not just whatever we've always done. And spirit has more in mind for us. Yeah. And, and, and at, we, at this point, oh, go ahead. You know, Dave. Right now, we, we can't be what we've always done. You know, I, no. I think, you know, with COVID and everything, it's kind of forced mm -hmm. us into new ways of thinking and new ways of just, just evaluating your relationship with, uh, with people, with your job, you know, relationship with, with your church, you know, and so it's Everything kind of forcing changed. you to, to, to be new things, whether it's like learning to grill, like I did, you know, that's, that was a new thing that I, that I, that I picked up and I'm not going to stop it just because, you know, we might be coming out of the pandemic. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Well, I think there was a chance, right, for us to broaden how we thought of ourselves and how we thought of our work and how we thought of, and, and so I think that's why we saw so many career changes. We saw, uh, I just read an article the other day that people are leaving their, the workforce in unheard of numbers to go and begin, uh, their own ventures. And I think that's good. Uh, you know, astrologically, we're in the age of Aquarius, which means uh, becoming our own master. Now, that doesn't mean we don't need God. You know, sometimes when people who may be a little more uh, uh, what what we would term fundamentalist or, uh, you know, in the in the Christian faith, which I am certainly Christian, but I would not call myself a fundamentalist. Sometimes fundamentalists hear that word. Uh, astrology and think, ooh, that's devil. But but the fact is, the people that came to visit Jesus after his birth were astronomers and astrologers. So this is biblical. There's nothing about this that isn't. So we we look to those teachings at times to say, hmm, what is happening? Well, uh, you know, Jesus himself said, "Know ye not, ye are gods." Right. So we are here to master materiality. Jesus mastered materiality. So if Jesus needed something, it was there in every moment. Well, this is our call to. So uh, it means if you're in human form there today, there is a new thing for you to do and be. And there is actually a divine plan for you. There is a divine plan for you. Uh, growing up, I went to a Baptist school and we heard about things called predestination, and it sounded like some people are in God's kingdom and some people were out. And there are some churches that still teach that. Uh, through my study of the scripture, and I've also studied the world religions, it seems to me that God's grace is available for all. When Jesus was on the cross, he said to uh, thieves, you know, a thief, today you will be with me in paradise. And he was not baptized. He had not claimed Jesus as Savior, but he recognized who Jesus was. And Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. 
Okay, friends, so are you with me on this? That there is more for us, there is more for you to do and be. This is good, this is healthy, this is holy, this is sacred. You're not meant to just work a job, pay taxes, and die. There's more for you. I don't want you to feel stuck. I felt stuck, and I don't like that feeling. I don't want you to feel stuck. So you decide. You get to decide what's next. And yet, there is some um, inherent spiritual purpose, DNA, uh, life plan that is predestined in you. So when I use the word predestination to get back to that, I don't mean you're in or out of God's kingdom. I mean that there is, uh, there is a certain spiritual path and journey you are meant to live this lifetime. I was just talking to several individuals, uh, one-on-one about this, about Because somebody asked me, well, why did this happen in my life? And why did that happen in my life and not your life? I said, well, because you're a soul and your soul has different needs, wants, and desires than my soul. He goes, oh, I never understood why, uh, as I looked back on my journey, that certain things had happened for me, but not other people. He said, some things that happened for me, I had no education. There was no reason for this, for me to get this opportunity. I said, yeah, no reason other than the fact that this is what your soul was designed to do this lifetime. He said, oh. I said, in other words, there is some, uh, just in the way uh, in our families, there is some um, inherent characteristics, inherent behaviors, encoded in the DNA strands. In fact, it is the same spiritually. There is this spiritual encoding, this uh, invisible spiritual blueprint, if you will, that you are here to live and live out life. And there are certain things that you are to do and accomplish. And you say, well, how do I know? Well, (laughs) because you seek God's guidance and you move forward as you feel is yours to do. So it's like, there's some aspect of you which is fully aware that this is there. And then there's other aspects of you that are often unconscious, right? So Dave, I'm I'm sure I know I'm I'm thinking back to times in my life where I didn't realize a choice I was making was so significant on my journey and then 2-3 years later I look back and go, "Oh wow, that was that was a really important soul decision." And and right? I mean Oh yeah, of course yeah for for me it's so much of it is you know career based and uh, whether it's yeah. moving moving out to memphis or even you know taking you know taking a job at a print shop which i look back and and, and can trace the lines you know to mm-hmm. into getting into to elect, electronics graphic design web design that got me into memphis which got me back to music which got me here i mean like I can, yeah. I, I can. I, the job I have at Full Sail and doing this podcast and production was was a result of me taking a print shop job where I was just making copies, and I was kind of the <laughs> right. most computer savvy guy, you know. And so they uh, they said, "Hey, can you handle some of, some of these computer things?" And so here I am. 
Exactly, exactly. And, <clears throat> you know, they wouldn't have chosen me for that. <laughs> they wouldn't have chosen mm -hmm. RCA for that. They chose Dave. Why? Because of Dave's knowledge, Dave's journey, Dave's awareness in that particular field. And so, right, so uh, I find this even as a parent that uh, I was really meant to be this lifetime my son's parent. Like this, we had some soul agreement. I, I, I'm honored to do it. I'm happy to do it. I am just every day so grateful that I get to be his parent. And you know what? Even that over time, the way I parent, the, the, the boundaries, the permissions, the, the way that we move through conflict, changes as he grows and mature as i grow immature uh he's he's often uh a teacher for me in many many ways but you see friends i'm saying today there's new ways new things to do and be there's there's new ways we're to walk through the world and we'll know when we kind of come up against um we we come up against sometimes it's a feeling. A Mary Man and Morrissey called it divine discontent. Sometimes it is feeling. Um, sometimes it's just, man, something is not right. And we start searching, you know. So sometimes this it's just this desire to be more that that moves us forward. Sometimes it's a joy that's leading us forward. And we go, you know, man, that just sounds like fun. That just sounds like something I want to do. And so, friends, when we are talking so often about, you know, a daily practice, the reason we uh, discuss that on a really regular basis is that it is during that practice and as a result of that practice that we become more aware of what's ours to do and be. <clears throat> so this is, this is what we're seeking today. What is, what is, is there, it's like a, almost like, uh, for me, it's almost as if, uh, I'm consistently asking on a daily basis, like, okay, what is mine to do today? You know, yeah, each morning when I start out with my, my journaling practice, the first question is, what is my I am of the day? This means, what is the highest, uh, spiritual, um, energy that is being asked of me today. So just that question alone kind of guides me forward a little bit on the journey. Yeah, this this question, it's like it wakes me up to the fact that this higher spiritual energy is going to be asked of me today. And and um, I used to do it without looking at a schedule or anything. I would just go into silence and say, what is my I am? But uh, maybe it was about a year ago, I started thinking, you know, I've got a lot going on. I've got a lot of different pieces. I'm working with a lot of different people. I want to look over my schedule, pull out my calendar, see what's on the books for today, and see, is there something I really need to be in? in uh, is there some way I need to face the day that is before me? And friends, it sounds simple, and it is, but without it, we can feel like we have no rudder. <laughs> But with it, with starting the day with this I am, it's like I'm preparing myself to receive the day in a different way. I'm preparing myself 
for whatever comes that can move, shift, and change as needed. I'm preparing myself by making sure my consciousness is aware of the highest spiritual energy possible in and among these situations. So that one little aspect of my process that takes less than five minutes every morning helps set the tone for my entire day and prepares me for if there is something new for me to do and be, I'm ready. I'm ready. So we breathe into that. New things to do and be. I don't know if <clears throat> you all heard the show in earlier this month with my mom. And uh, Well, I say it's with my mom. It was about my mom. It was called Remembering Mama. And she was one of my greatest teachers of new things to do and be. So I'm still resonating with that this, her birthday month. Uh, if you didn't catch that show, I want you to go back and listen to that one as well because it uh, it was ring- residing in my heart and soul over the last few days because <clears throat> I've, I've been called in some new opportunities. And I thought, how would my mom walk into this? And it would be with a lot of excitement, a lot of energy, and a lot of enthusiasm. It would be with a lot of, uh, it would be with a lot of joy that she walked into this, and she would also do the background work to be prepared. So I, I had received an invitation to. I'll just tell you what it is quickly. I had received an invitation to speak for the uh, International New Thought Alliance as a keynote, and there are some wonderful people speaking and wonderful attendees. <clears throat> and so when they first called me, of course, I was honored to get the call. And I, and I said, well, how long is the presentation? And I was thinking, oh, you know, 20 minutes. And she said, 90 minutes. <laughs> I was like, well, that is really a presentation. <laughs> so I was getting all geared up, you know, and, and then I circled back and said, now, I just want to affirm that the presentation is really 90 minutes. I, that's, you know, what was on the contract. Oh no. She said, you only have to speak for 20 minutes. So, uh, so I had really geared up, you know, for this thing. And, um, but what was so great was I felt into it and knew I could absolutely do it. So I, even though I'm not for this event, when things like this happen, I've learned it will, that is next. That's next for me on the journey. And of course, I've done that with corporate, uh, you know, some cor- uh, business speaking and, and such as that, but in many, many workshops that long, but n- never a keynote that was an hour and a half. I was like, that's like Dr. King link. That's, that's, a, that's a thing, man, an hour and a half. So anyway, uh, new things to do and be. I know we're going to, we need to take a break and we'll be back right after these brief messages. Thank you, sponsors. We'll return to the program in just a few moments, but first, we wanted to give a special word of thanks to our podcast partner, Support Tech Staffing. Support Tech Staffing is an innovative staffing agency built on the principle of caring about employers and employees as they navigate these new workforce and workplace challenges. If you're an employer, 
They want to be your human resource partner and help with the changes needed during the pandemic. If you're a candidate, they want to become your lifelong career agent to help you grow into your fullest potential. Support Tech prioritizes support over volume, integrity over profits, and will treat your business and your career as if it was their own. You can learn more at supporttechstaffing.com. That's S-U-P-P-O-R-T-E-K staffing.com. We now return you to this week's episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey with your host, Reverend Cynthia Alice Anderson. Welcome back. We're glad you're with us. Um, you know, friends, I'm always uh, uh, find it remarkable the various ways and directions we go on the show. And it's a strange thing because I feel into the energy and I'm amazed at how, even though we record in advance, I, I, I've, uh, Dave, I don't know if you've noticed this, but uh, often as shows have come out, even though we're recording so far out, something we'll talk about will be in the news or some idea will suddenly be in the collective. And we talked about it like four weeks, six weeks ahead. We had no conscious awareness of that. Yeah, definitely. And it's just, you know, when you're when you're kind of following spirit, you know, for to, to guide the topics, then, uh, you know, we're not like pulling a fast one on God. Like God's not... God's not going to like, uh, oh, well, in six weeks, I don't know where the universe is going to be, you know? So I, th- I think that's part of it. I think it is too. And, you know, uh, uh, I in ministerial school, when somebody would be late for a meeting, you know, we'd be fond of saying, in God, there's no time or space anyway. There is no late, you know, this divine order, we would say. But uh, boy, I'm finding that more and more. Every moment contains all moments, and it's really an amazing awareness. What I mean by that is, as we forgive, it if it affects our past, our present, and our future. It's amazing. As we do our spiritual work, you know, of more soul awareness, we shift and change and grow our past, our present, and our future. It's wild. So today's topic, uh, new things to do and be. We hope you're resonating with it as always. We hope that you are gleaning something for this for your life. And uh, I had someone recently tell me that they bring so much of what we say into the workplace. They are leaders. And um, I had a friend uh, years ago who worked at Sprint, and he said to me, well, you know, I take all of these principles into my team meetings. He goes, they, they think I'm a, they think I'm a genius because I, I know these things. And he goes, I just bring what I learn at Unity. And I said, well, not everybody studies this stuff. So this is great. And he said, well, it's just bringing a lot of cohesiveness. It's bringing a lot of, uh, uh, really is we are working together as a team as we're supporting one another instead of doing what's normal in the corporate world, which is, you know, try to make sure we just cover our, you know, I hate to use this term. Uh, CYA, you know, instead of trying to look good, we're all trying to help each other look good. And he said, it's, it's, you know, our team has survived, uh, many layoffs and, and shifts and changes, uh, that other teams have not. And he said, I relate it to the spiritual principles I'm bringing into the workplace. So, uh, we're also happy when you can do that. And of course, this is our goal. You know, we, I often say, uh, as the sign behind me says, you know, I'm here to help people grow, prosper, and evolve. Well, of course, that's in work and life. I mean, what else is there? We we take these principles, not just uh, personally, not just spiritually, 
But wherever we go, as we shop, as we uh, work, as we live, and this is this is our goal, and especially with today's topic, there's new things to do and be. I think that's the title, right, Dave? New things to do and be, and that's correct. Yeah, that, that's right. Well, uh, many years ago, uh, I learned of something called your life plan. And we've discussed this one other time, and I thought it was really important to bring it up again with this discussion. Um, you know, so often the the teachings I've learned over the years from many teachers and I uh, have have been so significant that they uh, remain almost like a guidepost along my journey. And one of them is the idea of a life plan, which is very much what we talked about first half, which is that. Um, each of us as a soul has a specific plan, almost, I, I again, I caution this word predestination, but that we are predestined, not because somebody made us predestined, but because our soul has something we needed to learn this lifetime. You know, it's why uh, some people are scared of horses and some people love horses. It's why some people are meant to uh, be out in the collective. Some are meant to live almost as hermits and go within much of their lives. It's why some people are meant to have seven or eight kids. Some are meant to have none. Some are meant to be parents. Some are not. And and so they're, what I'm saying is that each of us has a uh, spiritual DNA a spiritual DNA, and that is known, I believe, only to us and the Creator Himself. You know, this is a very private, it is very personal, it is very um, individual, you know, in how we experience it. But what I want to help you uh, discern is how uh, or what some of the thing, what some of the tendencies are in your uh, life plan, what some of the ups and downs have been, you know, how you even look at it contextually, your life plan. So it's a lot to cover in a second half. But what I feel we did is the first half we were just talking about in general. There's new things to do and be. What are we called to? How do we kind of listen in for that call? And so now what I want to do is give you a context for some of those things. I want to help you know how to, uh, again, decipher, discern what might be next for you. So I've learned that by looking back, we can have perspective on what's uh, going to be coming forward for us. And here's an example. When you're working your life plan, one of the things you do is uh, create a chart. And I I love uh, physical things I can do on my journey. And so the bottom line of my chart is chronological years of my life. And now, friends, I'm going to laughingly say I helped somebody with this who was 95 years old. And she said, well, you do know it's going to take me at least twice as long as you to do this because in 95 years, I have a lot of experiences. So I said, yeah, you may need more than one page. You may need four or five. But we make a chronological years. So there's birth. and then. On the on the uh, chronological years, you mark when there was a significant event. 
what would a significant event be? It would be a death in the family. It would be a uh, birth of a new brother or sister. It could be something traumatic. It could be uh, uh, a time where you were abused. It could be a time of family trauma where you observed something negative as as abuse or you experienced bullying at school. So, so the bottom line is going to be chronological years. The line above it, so there's basically, I create three lines. The line above it is going to be at along that those years. What happened when? So on my, for instance, on my journey, one of the significant things was the death of my nephew, who was like a younger brother to me. He was only five years younger, even though he was a nephew. You know, there's a great age span in my family, and. Uh, that really shook my faith in God. So I was um, I was 13, and he was eight, almost nine, when he passed. So on my chronological years, that was one of the significant events. Another significant event was when I went to Brazil as a missionary just two years later. So I want you to hear that. I said at 13, I had a significant shake to my faith. And yet at 15, what was happening? I went to Brazil. I began leading the adult choir at church. The next year I began teaching adult Bible study at 16. Traveled to Europe the next year. So, so, so then I left for college. Then my dad died. So I'm, I'm, you know, making a chronology of the various significant events. And as you heard, many are positive, many are what we would deem negative. But in the third line, what we do is we start to see how it impacted our journey. And I found myself, as I was writing my life plan, I found myself writing the chronological years in just kind of a black marker. I found myself uh, drawing lines up to the next line of these significant events, somehow in a red, you know, it felt like at the time these were like really significant, like going to Brazil was really big. My dad's death was, I didn't think I would survive it. We were so close. And uh, going off to college, you know, was so big. Well, then above that, what I was drawing is a yellow line. I, I just picked up a yellow marker and I started drawing my spiritual journey. And as with each uh, circumstance, even the circumstances that were difficult, even the circumstances that were traumatic, six months later, a year later, two years later, I saw this tremendous uptick in my spiritual growth. And, and I would, I was drawing this as this like line up, almost like going up a mountain, you know, this, this steady increase. And so when I started meditating, I just took uh, the year I started really meditating, I just took the marker and it went like straight up. It went like straight up to spirit as I was drawing this. And so what I saw is that my chronological years based in planet earth, we all are born, we live and we die. 
We all have certain life experiences. And from those experiences, our soul journey, uh, those soul choices happen. And we can start to see a pattern in our lives. You know, Dave, when you were talking about the print shop, I don't know how old you were then, but I was curious uh, how old you were when you worked uh, there. I was, uh, that was 22, yeah. 21 or 22. Okay, that's a real I significant think. age. And, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, significant time. And so, like, if you were to go back, and I'm not suggesting you should, I'm just saying if you went back, uh, as you talk today, you could see how that one choice was, you know, led to so many other choices. Well, you were already this person before you worked at the print shop. You know, those those opportunities came because of what you knew, because of who you were in the world. And so this is what I mean about our soul journey. What 15-year-old typically goes to Brazil on a mission trip? It's It's pretty unusual. But as I look back at my journey, you know, I was interested and, you know, when I was eight years old, I felt called to be a minister. You know, so it made sense. That was also on my chart. I forgot about that. At eight, I was called to be a minister. That was at eight. And by 15, I was doing mission work in Brazil. By by 15, I was leading the church choir. By 16, I was leading the church Bible study for adults. So what, so there was something in my journey that was predestined. I was meant to be a spiritual leader. I was meant to be uh, used by God in people's journey for whatever reason. And I can see that clearly as I look at my journey. You know, when my nephew had leukemia um, and was, frankly, in the dying process, I started going with him to his visits. I started praying with him every day. I listened to Oral Roberts. I ordered the oil to put on him. I did all of those things. Now, I was the youngest of many siblings. Nobody else in my family was doing that. Nobody. So what does that say? Not that I'm special. That was my journey. They had their own journey. And so that's what I mean by looking back and by just writing a few notes, you're going to see what are you meant to do and be in this lifetime. And I even also saw in, in going back and doing that life plan, I tend to have things change in seven-year cycles, seven or 12-year cycles. And interestingly enough, spiritually, the number seven is the number of creation and 12 is the number of completion. Spiritual completion. I left CCU at 12 years. I left my job as a senior minister at 12 years. I left Seattle after living there for 12 years. So as I look back on my journey, I could see these cycles that were really uh, particular to me. And so uh, if you take the time to, to, you know, write your journey. And by the way, if you have follow up questions, that's what appointments with me are for. Or if you have a quick email, I'm happy to answer those. Um, I can walk you through that. I can walk you through that because, uh, it's worth taking the time because what you'll be doing is investing in your own journey. You will be, um, making yourself aware of what's coming. So the good news is, this this life plan it doesn't change just because you age it expands 
you know, in its, in its application. Like, you know, my, my journey in working with people spiritually is different than it was three years ago. And I'm sure it'll be different in another three years, but I'm always going to be a spiritual leader. I'm always going to be some type of minister of souls because it's all I've ever been. Yes, I was a working musician. Yes, I was a conductor. Yes, I played. But I was always also ministering. I think music just got me the degree I needed. Music helped me survive, honestly. And uh, music is such a gift in my life. But I was not meant to be a career musician. I know that. I was meant to be a minister of souls, and that's what I am. And I know that by looking back. It's very, very helpful to look back because we can see a pattern to our lives. And so it does take some work on our part. And what's so amazing is as we do the work of our soul, as we become clear about what's ours to do, as we, you know, look back, then the moving forward becomes easier because we know what's in alignment with our purpose. I was uh, talking with someone recently and I had an opportunity to do some training in a corporation. And I said, you know, this is really not mine to do. I could do it. The money would be wonderful, but I just don't feel guided to do it. I know well, you, you would be great. You would make lots of money. I said, I'm sure I would. <laughs> but honestly, I'm not sure I want to try to convince engineers about doing goals. I, 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 I love engineers. I'm happy to work with engineers, but my call is not to go into a corporate setting. And I had to get clear about that. You see, because that's not my journey. That's not my, that's not my, it's somebody else's journey, but that's not mine. I'm a spiritual leader, plain and simple. And so uh, recently I've been in contact with several churches. Some are in need of uh, leadership and it's been wonderful. Uh, so this is, this is the last thing I'll share about, about this aspect, but it's pretty important as we know what our journey is, as we know, you know, the general direction and our purpose, um, you can start to watch for signs and symbols of next steps. Well, I can tell you two months ago, I did not have a thought really about taking a church. Not one, <laughs> actually. And you remember, uh, maybe a month ago, I said, you know, I'm open to anything. Well, within a week of saying that, I was talking to three different churches. So what does this mean? Well, what it means is something next is coming that I was not expecting, but it is within my soul's purpose. So I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. One church, I know I'm going to be help, able to help part-time, uh, you know, just not part-time, but on a limited basis. Uh, that's local. There's another church. I know I'm going to help out on a limited basis. And I don't know about the other church yet, but what I know is it's in alignment with my soul's purpose to serve spiritually. And I also know that if one week I had nothing and the next week I have three things, spirit saying, Hey, I'm trying to move you in a direction. It may not be to take a church. It may mean to serve several. So our journey is before us and it is 
mostly very clear. However, it's incumbent upon us to do the work, to set our intention every morning to listen in and watch for the signs and symbols, to know ourselves enough so that when opportunity comes our way, it's like, you know, Dave, I think for you, I mean, if you don't mind me projecting onto your process that, you know, if you had CBS call and say, you know, we want you to do all the music for an upcoming series, there would be one answer. And what would that be? Absolutely. Yep. When do I start? <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, when do you need your first cue? Not, I need to pray about it, or I'm not sure. No, you would be like, yeah. <laughs> so if somebody says to me, hey, can you, yeah, you know, come, can you come do a series at our church? I go, what's the date? Because I know what my purposes. And I know it's a new expansion of what I am to do and be. So friends, my hope for you is that you're a little bit inspired today, maybe even a lot, that you're going, you know, maybe there is some new way Spirit's going to ask me to live my purpose. Maybe it is even going to deepen what I already know and who I already am. So this is my hope and prayer for you that you know even if you're not exactly sure about leaving the house, even if you're not exactly sure to wear a mask or not, if you're not exactly sure what's next, you know, Spirit's always working on your behalf. Spirit's always working in and through your life to move you forward on your specific spiritual journey and that there is a divine plan for you and for your life. So as always, dear friend, we thank you so much for joining us. We bless you on the journey. And uh, as always, thank you for your support and for sharing the show with your friends on social media and in conversation. So thanks for being with us today. Blessings on the journey, dear friend. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of The Authentic Spiritual Journey presented by Support Tech Staffing. This channel is also made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com support. The Authentic Spiritual Journey is copyright 2021, Cynthia Alice Anderson, all rights reserved. Our theme music is composed by Dave Croft and used with permission from RR Hot Publishing. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.